and pops is my dad Frank Beccarello. Thanks sweetie and thank you for tuning into episode 117 of Spinning My Dad's Vinyl. Welcome to a 78 RPM Sunday. Yes, I know 78 RPM records were made from shellac, not vinyl. But I wasn't going to completely ignore the more than 100 of the original record format discs in this collection. And it's been a while since you've heard from this part of the collection. I even played them back for the digitizing process using a manual 1917 Victrola. So, get ready to crank that handle up to get the disc spinning for volume 117, Eight Sides from Victor. I eat it all. You look happy today. I am, Jake. You know that fellow I was speaking to you from? He called me up by the telephone hop last night. But he said, if there is anything I have done to you, I am sorry for, I'm glad of it, sir. <laughs> well, I don't mind telling you that I'm so happy I could cry. You're looking simply gray. Why don't you celebrate? Well, I bought myself a quarter of hooch, a collar, mid and high. Well, if I see you making whoopee, what's your alibi? And I was blue, but now I'm just as good as you since Henry Ford apologized to me. That's why you threw away your little Chevrolet and bought yourself a Ford to pay. Then I told the superintendent that the Dearborn Independent doesn't have to hang up where it used to be. You're happy now because he settled up the case. I'm sorry I cut off my nose to spite my race. Are you glad he changed his point of view? Yes, I like even Hetzel too. Since Henry Ford apologized to me. A good thing he apologized to, I'm telling you. Well, the new hoity would be in town. Did you write him in advance? Yes, I asked him please to drop around to see my shop. Did you say you were a tailor? Sure, I offered him a chance to get a suit of clothes at cost. Including extra pants? Certainly. So he even up for what he did, I bought a tractor for my kids in Henry Ford apologized to me. The mama said she'll keep him in the form. Give him the fish and mother ball. Yeah, yeah, it's mother up here. And if he runs for president, I wouldn't charge a single cent. I'll get my balance absolutely free. Maybe he's got an aviator for his new machine. Instead of Charlie Lindbergh, he's got Charles Louis. You've got a cold now, does it, boy? No, but I don't suffer in Detroit. Since Henry Ford apologized. I put the family shoes in half and bought myself a chair of socks. Henry Ford apologized to me. I hear 
about that guy my wife was telling me that I should send him also my apology. You got some pictures and tied it on your board somehow. And everybody thinks I've got a Lincoln now. I saw the brand new car. Instead of Lizzie's, they call them gigs. Did Henry Ford apologize to me? It's the happiness boys with since Henry Ford apologized to me. It was composed by Dave Stamper and lyrics written by Billy Rose and Ballard McDonald. Those lyrics were originally written in 1922. This was recorded September 8th, 1927. Now this song, Since Henry Ford Apologized to Me, is a response to events surrounding Ford's newspaper, the Dearborn Independent. One of the largest publications in the U.S. in the 1920s, it printed many anti-Semitic articles, the international Jew among them. That particular gem proffered that international financers are behind all war. They are what is called the international Jew, German Jews, French Jews, English Jews, American Jews. Lawsuits stemming from such articles eventually led to the paper's demise. Ford would later issue a statement apologizing for the claims. Enter Billy Jones and Ernest Hare, the happiness boys, with a tongue-quite-in-cheek forgiveness. Sheet music for the song was allegedly the first to mention Hitler by name. This song also appeared on a Columbia record the same year. Okay, why these records for this episode? As I start going through my dad's 78 RPM collection again, now that I have a machine I can play them back on properly, I was looking for patterns. There are enough 10-inch records from each early recording label to assemble a show for each. I decided on RCA Victor to be the first for many reasons, including that I just talked about them in detail on a recent episode, and that I would be playing them back on an authentic 106-year-old Victor Victrola. I was already familiar with two of these songs, and I found some new gems like the Happiness Boys' B-Side, which will close the show. (laughs) Up next, two to swing and sway to.
spinning my dad's vinyl. Sheltering Palms by Swing and Sway with Sammy Kay. The music was written by Abe Ullman. The lyrics by James Brockman and Leo Wood. The song was published in 1914 by Ullman, who heavily marketed it in the Chicago region. Music publisher Leo Feist acquired it from Ullman and gave it to Al Jolson to perform on stage. Swing and Sway with Sammy Kay featuring vocals by Don Cornell, the Three Cadets, and Kay Choir, recorded in New York City on December 2nd, 1947. It was released by RCA Victor Records and by EMI on his on the his master's voice label it reached the number 14 spot in the usa charts before that we heard the a side of that record from swing and sway with sammy k lavender blue with vocals by the three cadets was written by elliot daniel and larry maury lavender blue is an english folk song and nursery rhyme from the 17th century now this song i was very familiar with because it was a nursery rhyme. It was included on an early children's album my parents had us listen to when we were very young. Look up Teddy Bear's Picnic and Other Children's Favorites, performed by the Richard Wolf Children's Chorus. There's some really good music on there. Bing Crosby also does a great version of the song Lavender Blue. Now, since I don't have a specific artist to give you a bio, and there is no album these are from, so there is no liner notes to read, 
I'm going to tell you quickly about another vintage piece of equipment being used on this episode. And if you're watching the video version, it's my 1960s era RCA BK11A ribbon mic. Sounds pretty good still. I had used it many years ago, but it had fallen into disrepair because of lack of use, or uh, should I say some rough use by a now late colleague of mine, but it still works beautifully. Uh, the casing had separated from the base, and I recently had a friend look it over, fix it, and now I can use it for some of these shows. I think it gives a more nostalgic feel to these 78 RPM Sundays. Okay, up next, for some reason, my dad liked his singing groups and things.
Lovely Afternoon, performed by The Three Sons and written by Dick Robertson, Frank Weldon, and James Cavanaugh. It was recorded and released in 1948. Before that, we heard Just For Now from The Three Sons and Dick Redman, Artie Dunn, and The Sunmaids, written by Dick Redman, and that was also recorded and released in 1948. Okay, With apologies to those that are only listening to the audio version of this show, let's take a field trip and go on location. Time now for this episode's interesting side note, and it has to do with the hand-cranked antique Victrola machine that I used to play back these 78 RPM shellac records. This is a Victrola, Victrola V11th, and it was the most popular model by RCA Victor. In fact, they made 850,000 of them between 1910 and 1921. Now, the first two years, it was only a tabletop version, and it cut off right here, just below where the sound comes out. And for the four model, they added this section down here so you could store some of your records. And it also, with this great look, fit a little more nicely into living rooms. This specific specimen, which belongs to my brother-in-law Aaron and my sister Michelle, is a model that was built in 1917. And I want to thank victor-victrola.com for helping me identify that and for a lot of the other information that I found out about this great machine. Now. Most of you, when you hear that a 78 RPM record has been played, you go back to the RCA Victor logo of Nipper looking into the horn of a gramophone. I told you about Nipper in a a couple of episodes ago. But what really happened in the early 1900s is that horn was getting too heavy because they were making it larger as they wanted more volume. And what was happening is the actual playback mechanism had that horn's weight all on the needle. And that was ruining records very, very quickly. So what they did is to make it a a lot nicer in the living room as well, is they tucked all of that basically into a piece of furniture. And that horn is now in underneath here. So come a little closer and I'm going to show you how this works. So let me show you around the inside of this cabinet. First of all, it's a typical felt top where the record rides. You can see it's a little bit larger, so it can also accommodate 12-inch records as well. Usually 12-inch records had classical music on it because the pieces were longer. This has a variable speed control, and so you can crank it up a little bit faster than 78 RPM and a little bit slower than 78 RPM. 
This area is for storing of the needles. Here's one of the things I found out through that website I told you about, is that a needle for a 78 RPM player only should last you one side. It was that way in 1910, and it's still that way today, according to that website. So it also is nice that they are inexpensive, even until this day, and they're very easy to take out and put back in. I mean, I was able to do that without my glasses. That's how easy it is. Also, there is a braking mechanism on that. So if the turntable started going and you needed it to break to take the record off, you were able to use this little item right there. And then, here was your volume control. Open, wide open for loud, and closed for dampened down sound. So, what you did was you cranked the crank several times to get the record up to speed, and then you would put the needle down, and before we do that, you can see that right here along the edge is a diaphragm which reads the grooves and then sends it to the tube which sends it out the horn. There you go. That is a Victrola. So, let's move on with the music. We're gonna... I don't know what that is. It's spinning too fast.
spinning my dad's vinyl. It's Benny Goodman with I Sent For You Yesterday and Here You Come Today, written by Count Basie, Eddie Durham, and Jimmy Rushing. And before that, the one I couldn't see as it was spinning on the turntable, and The Angels Sing by Benny Goodman, written by Johnny Mercer and Ziggy Ellman with Mercer on vocals. If you only got to hear the interesting side note, you can always check out the video version if you want to see the Victrola I was talking about at spinningmydadsvinyl.com. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. I'm learning a lot about how to properly operate the Victrola and will be recording more shellac records in the near future. Thanks for bearing with me as I learn how many turns to crank it in order for a full record to remain at full speed. 
I know now that I have to change the needle much more often. That will be the toughest thing to get used to, but I just bought a pack of 100 needles for that trick. And now, to finish up with a meal fit for a peasant. you, Python. Oh, most of it, me. Hey, what are you doing anyhow? You working? Working? Oh, boss, I gotta find a job now. Yeah? I'm a politician. What do you mean you're a politician? Oh, I got a swell job. I politician the boulevard. <laughs> yeah, Python, say, I tell you something. You know uh, where the restaurant is? Why, Joe, what kind do you want? Oh, a nice place. You can be. Where they make Italian dish. Well, now there's ponies, do you see? Where? Two blocks down the street. All right, goodbye. That's the place for me. Well, what are you going to eat? Pasta, fazula. Will you tell me what you mean? Sure, I tell. Pasta, fazula. That's noodle and navy bean. First antipasto. I must order it sometime. And then you must know. Have Italian wine. Pasta, fazula. Make a weaker man a strong. Pasta, fazula. Make you live very long. You wanna be a great big shake? Yeah. Make the women bite your teeth? Sure. Well, don't be a fool. Eat pasta fazool. He's very good. He makes you feel fine, you know? Now, Paisan wants something great. Sure, come on. I'll have a plate. I'll bet you my barber shop. Well, I'll take one bite and then I'll stop. Hey, waiter, waiter, come on. Make a hurry up. Don't be so foolish. Well, now, what do you want? You ask me what to eat. Just bring us one big deal. La, 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 It's Pasta Fazula by the Happiness Boys, who are Billy Jones and Ernest Hare with Dave Kaplan at the piano. Pasta Fazula is a 1927 novelty song written by the early 20th century American songwriting duo of Van and Schenck. Borrowing heavily from the Italian standard, Finiculi Finicula, the song tells of the masterful feats of world-leading individuals who ate the traditional Italian pasta dish, pasta of fagioli, which is simple peasant food of pasta and navy beans. Among the individuals mentioned in the song are Babe Ruth, who had hit a record 60 home runs during the 1927 season, singer John McCormick, John D. Rockefeller, Jack Dempsey, Charles Lindbergh, Christopher Columbus, and Benito Mussolini. 
Mussolini. Van and Schenk recorded the song, as did the Happiness Boys, who used a humorous fake Italian accent. They recorded it on October 13, 1927 in New York City for the Victor Talking Machine Company. And there you have eight selections from one of the original record labels. So thanks for tuning in to Volume 117, Eight Sides from Victor, However You Did. If you want more information about this show, head over to SpinningMyDad'sVinyl.com. I'll be back next week with all my skips, scratches, and pops for Volume 118, Big Band Grandstand. Until then... Go with the flow, my friends. <laughs> <laughs>